Why is it that we spend so much time talking about what bike we should get or how to train and what to eat, but almost no time talking about one of the biggest things that affects our performance, our menstrual cycle? I'm just shocked by how women, how many women go out on rides with one another and talk about all these other things, but they don't really talk about kind of embarrassing, nitty-gritty things that affect us so much, like our menstrual cycle. Now, I know that many of you are peri or post-menopausal, and so this episode may not apply to you. And don't worry, we have not forgotten you. I myself am starting to go into perimenopause, and we will have an episode coming up shortly for you and your phase of life. But this episode is for women who still have a menstrual cycle, who have to deal with bleeding on the bike, and we're going to talk in this episode about how your menstrual cycle affects your performance on the bike and also some of those things that we just don't talk often about, like what products work best while you're on your period on the bike. So all of that is coming up in this episode. Stick around. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. Are you looking to get a little fitter or a little faster on the bike? My 12-week cycling fitness plan is for you. Maybe you want to keep up with your significant other or friends on the group ride. Maybe you just want to make it up that big hill without walking or without feeling so out of breath. Or you might just be looking for a little structure to keep you motivated and getting out on the bike every week. You can choose from three or four workouts per week and a total of four to six hours per week of riding. Podcast listeners get 50% off with coupon code PODCAST50. Head over to femcyclist.com slash fitness to learn more and to sign up. Okay, our menstrual cycle. Let's go ahead and talk about it. The first and most important thing is to learn about the menstrual cycle, not just about your period. So many of us were just raised to think about those couple of days where we're bleeding, but in reality, all of our 28-day cycle on average, though your menstrual cycle can be anywhere between like 21 and 35 days, and it's very dependent on you as a person, not every month is the same, but most women have a 28-day cycle. During that 28-day cycle, your hormones are fluctuating, and those hormones have an effect on how we feel, as you know, but also how we perform on the bicycle, how well we recover. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, as well as the period of time where we're bleeding. So our cycle begins with day one is the day that we start our period, that we start bleeding. And historically, we always thought or were told that our period harmed our performance. There are lots of stories of women who went to the Olympics 
and were actually given birth control to keep them from getting their period or keep them from getting their periods while they were competing. We now know that that is a myth that we actually perform very well on those first days of our cycle while we're bleeding. The reason being is that it is a low hormone period of time. So it's the one period of time during our menstrual cycle that we're actually most like men physiologically. We don't have all of these hormones in our system preparing us for pregnancy um, that sometimes affect our performance on the bike. So don't feel like you need to take the period of time that you're bleeding off of the bike. This is actually a period of time where you can like really push, you can make strength gains, you can perform very well. Obviously, you might have cramps, you might have other things just that make this a period of time that makes you feel hard to ride. But from what I've experienced and what so many women I know have experienced, that if you can actually get yourself out and on the bike, that you will feel good once you're out and on the bike. Exercise actually helps with our cramps. So once you start moving, it can help alleviate some of that pain and some of that discomfort as well. It's also a great period of time if you are into strength training, which you should be because strength training is so, so important for our performance on the bike. It's a period of time where you can make a lot of gains strength training. So you might want to do some hard efforts on the bike, but also some hard efforts in the weight room. And you can actually, if you focus on this time of the month, you can make big gains here. Now, obviously, one of the issues with riding during your period is that you have to deal with menstrual blood. And this is something that we don't often talk about. How do you deal with that on the bike? One of the most popular and common methods of dealing with it, though very rarely discussed, as I've discovered, is what we call free bleeding. And the idea of this is that you don't use any kind of menstrual product and you just allow your chamois to absorb the blood during your ride. Some people might be totally grossed out by this. If that's you, don't worry, you don't have to do it. But if it sounds like something that might be attractive to you, know that other women are doing it. They're just not freely talking about it. What you do want to do and make sure if you're free bleeding is that you wash your shorts as soon as you get home because you don't want bacteria to build up in there and you don't want your very expensive chamois to be stained. So make sure you wash as soon as you get home. But for a lot of women, this is a great option. Some ladies, if you have extremely heavy bleeding, it can cause like moistness down there and additional chafing. So there's no one best answer works for everybody when it comes to how you deal with blood. Just try some different things and experiment and see what works best for you. So if it doesn't seem like the free bleeding thing is your choice. A lot of women I know love a menstrual cup. I also use a menstrual cup when I bike. There's nothing to get in the way and chafe down there. You can go out for quite a few hours with the menstrual cup in and deal with it when you get home. You don't have to deal with it out on the road or the trail. Something that I wasn't even really aware of until I posted about this on Instagram recently was that a lot of female cyclists also really love menstrual discs. I had never heard of this before. They're called flex discs. I've ordered one now. I'm going to try it out. I'll let you all know what I think. But 
That's another thing that came highly recommended to me by a bunch of women. A tampon, trusty, good old option that we all have used and loved. The one thing you want to be careful if you do choose to use a tampon is that that little string that hangs out can cause chafing and like rubbing. So you can trim the the string down or like try to tuck it in. But that's something to be aware of that if that string is in the way, that could cause chafing. Um, I have had women ask me about using maxi pads or period underwear. Those are the two that I wouldn't highly recommend just because you are dealing with something down there to like cause chafing and rubbing. If you do choose to use period underwear, I would recommend just wearing them under baggy like mountain bike shorts. I would not use period underwear plus a chamois. That's a lot of stuff down there to rub and cause chafing and moisture buildup. End of the day, message here is experiment with different things. See what works for you. Talk to your girlfriends and see what they're doing because chances are they have some great information and they're just embarrassed to talk about it. Okay, so now we're gonna fast forward towards the second half of our menstrual cycle. And the closer we get to starting our period, we go into that PMS cycle. This period of time is when biking is likely to feel much harder. This is a period where we have lots of hormones in our system. All kinds of crazy things happen to our body. Our blood volume drops. You're more likely to have GI issues during this time and upset belly when you're riding. Our mood goes wild, which can certainly affect our performance on the bike, right? Like you tell yourself, I'm having a horrible day. I'm the worst cyclist. I'm all of these things. And that mental state that we get into actually does significantly affect our performance on the bike. We're more likely during this period of time to have thermal regulation issues. So you're more likely if it's hot outside to really have difficulty feeling well on the bike. And issues that you might go through are endless, right? It's so challenging to be a woman. Um, This high hormone period of time affects our ability on the bike and we just need to be cognizant of it and be kind to ourselves during it. Some things we can do to deal with it during this period of time is that A, you're kind to yourself like I just mentioned. Eat an extra high protein snack when you go for rides on these days. During this high hormone period, we actually burn more calories. You're burning on average like an extra 100 to 200 calories a day. And so if we're not giving ourselves like a little bit extra fuel, you're not going to feel as good on the bike or when you get off the bike afterward. And you also need to make sure that you're drinking plenty of water during this time period. And you can actually start prehydrating, right, before you go out for your workout. So start drinking an electrolyte. I personally like Osmo, but there are all kinds of brands out there that work really well. And just focus on going back to the basics during this period of time. Make sure you're hydrating really well. Make sure you're eating really well. Make sure you're getting good sleep. So ideally, we're having this 28-day cycle. Days 1 through 14 are lower hormones. Days 15 through 28 are higher hormone periods of time. And then we start over again. But what happens if you're not like on this very consistent 28 or close to that day schedule? Are you missing periods? 
if you are and you're not going into perimenopause, right, which is the period of time, about 10 years where we're leading up to menopause and our cycles become more and more irregular. But if you are younger than that and you're not in perimenopause yet and you are missing periods or you're wildly long, like a 40-day cycle, then you need to think about your nutrition. Not eating enough for female cyclists is the single biggest cause for hormonal disruption. If you think that might be you, don't just try to do this on your own. Don't just listen to me. You need to go and meet with a sports dietitian to help you get back on track, to help you make sure that you are eating enough. And no, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but eating more is not necessarily going to make you gain weight or to make you fat. It is going to help your body perform better. The final piece of advice I have on dealing with your menstrual cycle is to keep a journal. I There are all kinds of apps you can use, and that's great if you want to use an app. The thing to be aware of, though, when using an app is if it is giving you advice on what kind of exercise or workouts you should be doing on certain days, take that with a grain of salt. It is very, that kind of advice is very generalized. And all of us have very different bodies and we respond differently. And so it's really important for you to track your cycle, how you feel, and make educated choices based on that as opposed to just some generalized advice that an app is giving you. So whatever in an app or in a paper journal or whatever you will do, you want to make a note of what day of your cycle you're on, how you feel during your workout, make notes on that, and then also notes on how you feel after your workouts. And if you do this, not just one month, but if you do it multiple months in a row, you're going to start to notice trends. And that's so important to start to understand your body. I've heard from lots of different women who have different experiences. So some women feel great on day one of their period. Some women, it takes them maybe like day or two or three of their period to really start feeling good on the bike again. And you can tailor your training around this. You can say, oh, you know, on day 20 of my cycle, I start to slow down on the bike. But this day I ate an extra 200 calories. I had a protein shake after my ride. I felt a lot better. So you can start experimenting with what things help you feel better on those down days as well. I think this is great just to do in your regular journal if you already keep a journal. I also have created a menstrual cycle tracker You can download that for free on my website. It's femcyclist.com slash menstrual dash cycle dash tracker. And I'll include a a link to that in the show notes as well. Or as I mentioned, there are numerous different apps out there that can help you do this as well. Finally, I would just encourage you to continue to learn more about your body and your menstrual cycle as it affects you on the bike, but as it just affects you in life. There are a couple books that if you're interested in this topic and you want to continue to learn more that I would highly recommend. I've read them. I've made a huge difference in my life. The first is Roar by Dr. Stacey Sims. I recommend her on this podcast all the time. This book is life-changing, everything you need to know, not just about your menstrual cycle, but just about how 
women athletes can perform our best. The next one is called Period Power by Macy Hill. This is not specific to athletes, but it just teaches you a lot about your menstrual cycle. Highly recommended. And the last book is Up to Speed by Christine Yu. And Christine has been on the podcast before. Go back and listen to that episode. But she has a lot of good information in there on your menstrual cycle. But also... Um, nutrition and fueling and all of these issues that are specific to women and what science actually exists out there. I would recommend learning more about your menstrual cycle, tracking your menstrual cycle, experimenting with what works best for you, and finally just chatting with the women in your life and sharing this information, finding out what great wisdom they might have to share with you also. Did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your favorite female writing partners about us. It helps us get the word out about the Fem Cyclist podcast, grow our community, and reach more rad women like yourself. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy writing.